and welcome to Real Estate Real Talk. My name is LaTanya Button and joining me today as always is Haley Bauer. Randy Lee with Randy Lee Inspections is also here with us. We're coming to you from Bryan College Station, the heart of Aggieland. Today, we'll be discussing the wood-destroying insect inspections. The purpose of this podcast is to help educate you on how the different real estate processes work as well as equip you as the buyer or the seller to ask great questions to your agent. Thanks for joining us. So let's get started. We will be discussing what questions come up related to wood destroying insect inspections when you are purchasing a home. So Randy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoy this. Yes, Sarah. So you and I have done several inspections over the years, and you've been in the industry for a long time, and you're an expert at what you do. And for those of you that don't know you, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born in Victoria, Texas. My dad was a highway patrolman. My mom was a district clerk there in Victoria. I came up here to a to go to school in uh, 78. I graduated in 83 with my degree and got straight into the pest control business. So over 30 years, been doing it for a long time. A long and time. I really enjoy what I do. Yeah. Awesome. You're good at it too. Thank you. Very good. Thank, thank y'all. <laughs> okay, so let's begin by talking about setting up inspections. Um, most of the time, the realtor is the one that does set up the inspection for the buyer. So talk to us about what information that you are going to need to set up that home inspection. In order to do our reports, of course, we're going to need who's going to be the buyer of the home, what the title company's uh, going to be handling the closing. Uh, we need the address uh, and the time of the appointment. Right. And from there, we pretty well meet, meet everyone there and do our thing. What's the average pest inspection cost for a home? And of course, if there's a shop or if it's out of town or farm and ranch, it might be a little bit more, of course. It, it's, you know, most of our just slab home inspections that will run about $130 plus tax. Uh, pure and beam homes that require us to crawl underneath them require a little bit more inspection or usually run around $150. We'll, tra- we'll charge a little bit extra sometimes if we have to travel. And then, of course, condos sometimes are a little less expensive. Apartment complexes and commercial buildings will be a lot more expensive. Right. Okay. So when you get to the house, what would you say is the first thing you are looking for? Uh, the first thing that we do usually is meet everybody, you know, find out who the buyer is and get to know them a little bit. Uh, from that point on, our main thing is to say, Usually tell the buyer, you know, I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to do my inspection, check everything out, and then I'm going to walk you through it all after I finish. Yeah, and they're they're excited because they're looking at the home too because it's the second time that they've gotten to the home. So they'll leave you alone probably for a little bit. Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes they like to follow around and have a lot of questions. and, (laughs) And, you know, that's okay. I don't mind that so much, but pretty well, you know, I've got a system, you know, that... You know, I start at the left side of the house, go all the way around. I start on the inside of the house, the left side, and we'll go all the way around. So, you know, I try <laughs> right. to make sure I get to see everything. Yeah. And so, of course, like we said, they're excited about, you know, being at their home. And we do hope that everything right is in order. But there are some common things that we see on home inspections here in this area. What are those? You know, our, our main thing is called a wood-destroying insect report. So we're really looking for wood-destroying insects. Now, termites, carpter ants, beetles, wood-boring beetles, uh, uh, 
carpenter bees. There's just a lot of different wood-destroying insects. So in each one of them, different things that identify them for you to identify. And then sometimes, you know, our deal is a visual inspection. So, you know, they may not be visible at the time of the inspection and they may not pop up for a month or two months later. We can't see in the walls. We can't see under insulation. So it's very important, I think, to have someone that's done a lot of inspections and we've done thousands of them. Right. Yeah. What are what are some of the more costly? If you find something that's wrong with the house that that may cost a little bit more, what would those things be? Well, you know, you're looking for wood destroying insects. You're looking to see if there's been any signs of treatment for any wood destroying insects. We're looking to see if there are any obvious damage from wood destroying insects, and we're looking for things that are conducive that may cause infestation or for wood destroying insects. So, you know, there's the treatments sometimes can vary from $150 to to $1,200, $1,500. You know, sometimes to fix the conducive conditions to prevent infestations, you know, that some of those things can run you know, into the thousand dollars, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars, you know. So uh, there's a lot of different things that we look for and and put together this wood destroying insect report. Cool. So on new builds, what would you say, um, what would you say is needed on that? Because we have some buyers who come to us and they're like, oh, it's brand new. We don't need an inspection. What would you say to those buyers? Every home needs to be inspected. It doesn't matter. I've had brand new homes come in with beetles, wood boring beetles in the cabinets, uh, furniture, uh, 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 wood that's been used in the framing of the house and the attic that has had powder post beetles in them. So mm-hmm. carpenter ants get into homes while they're being built. And then, of course, we're back to that conducive condition deal. Is do we, is the house built with, with very little conducive conditions or no conducive conditions at all? Because the least amount of conducive conditions you have is will more than likely keep you from having a problem in a short period of time. And is wow. that just from the wood that they're bringing from that the builders brought in? Correct. Okay. And give us some examples of some more conducive conditions. Conducive conditions are heavy foliage, foliage in contact with the home, wood rot. Uh, ground being high on the foundation, stored wood next to the house. You know, we want to be able to see the slab all the way around the house. That helps us identify termites, fire ants, anything that may be going into the house. We want to see that slab so that we're not getting a lot of moisture seep back through the the mortar and the brick, uh, which cause infestation. We don't want to keep the foliage trimmed back so that we don't have carpenter ants, beetles, spiders, and all other insects coming into the home. And we definitely don't want to store wood next to the house. We did that one time. I remember we had some, my husband stored some firewood on the back porch and I came home one day and I thought, oh no, this, my inspector guy would kill me. I got to get this away. We have we <laughs> find a lot of activity in, in firewood. Yeah. I mean, you know, and a lot of people will bring mesquite in from South Texas because they love to barbecue with it. Yeah. But that mesquite brings in dry wood termites and uh, uh, subterranean termites and beetles. So you have to be very careful. If you're going to have wood, you want to keep it away from the house. Another um, example that I have seen was a manufactured home and the wood that they have underneath or beneath that skirting, along the back side of that skirting, 
Wood forms are probably like the that. worst, you know, <laughs> wood forms. And a lot of times they'll connect that skirting to wood that's connected to the yes, ground. That's what termites live in the ground or there are subterranean termites live in the ground. They eat that wood and they make their way right on up to the house. Yeah, that's why y'all like to see that exposed. Break, we right? want to see it exposed. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. So in this area, there's different types of foundations. And what would you say are the different issues that come up with slab versus pier and beam? Well, I think probably the biggest thing is ident- or, or knowing how termites and carpenterants and beetles and everything can enter a home. Whenever you're dealing with the subterranean termites, they can come up from underneath the house, around the pipe areas. They can come up the outside slab. Yeah. They can come up between two separate slabs that were poured right up against the house. They can come up on piers and pipes that are underneath pier and beam homes. Carpenter ants, they come from, usually come from the foliage. So they're either going to come in on tree limbs or touching the house, or they could be at a tree, you know, 20 foot away from a house and they're going down to the ground and then go walking over the house, walking back up and setting up another colony inside the house. So you just got to, there's so many things you have to look for and watch for. Yeah. And which ones are the ones that are attracted to water? Really and truly, the subterranean termites have to have moisture. That's why they live in the ground. And they'll bring their mud tunnels and tubes up into the house, and they'll, they'll, they keep that moisture around them. But, you know, carpenter ants. Carpenter ants love wood rot. You know, you see some, a lot of wood rot on the fascia boards and the trims on houses, and they love that. They'll get in there and they'll nest. They don't do, it, they don't do as much damage as the termites, but they still nest. They take the sugars and the starches out of the wood, and they still are wood destroying. Cool. Okay. So, in addition to the wood destroying insects, tell me what other kinds of critters you can get rid of. Okay. Well, you know, the, the, <laughs> I guess you know. I, again, I've been in the pest control uh, industry since '83, right after I got out of college, and I've been in every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did sell my pest control company um, in 2016, and we're all now I do is concentrate on wood destroying insect reports, and we do a lot of bird and bat work, believe it or not. But we mainly concentrate on wood destroying insects. We mainly want to take that buyer from contract to closing, whatever it takes to get them there. You know, identify the problems, control the problems. Fixed conducive conditions. And that's something that we have added. I'm not sure y'all know about is that we will fix the conducive conditions. Take the billing, take the billing to the title company and get everything for closing. And and it really works well for VA loans that require zero conducive conditions. So we've really added on what we do, but mainly we concentrate. And it's what I love the most in the pest control industry. I love doing what I do. And, uh, I love meeting people and uh, getting to know them. I've met some fantastic people through the years. And I just love it. I love what I'm doing. And I've done thousands of them. Uh, It's not uncommon for me to open the kitchen door (laughs) and see that I've done it once, twice, three times, four times. So, you know, one advantage that we do have, and this is really important, I think, when you're looking at select, whether you select me to do your inspection or you select somebody else to do your wood destroyed insect report, is there so many things that are important. Number one, you've got to have experience because I'm still learning. You know, somebody that's done thousands or a lot of inspections because you learn from everyone that you do. It's yeah. very important that the company that does it has done a lot of treatment 
but treatment for wood destroyed insects because we learned so much from doing treatment year after year that where we thought they were, they weren't there. They were somewhere else. Well, you don't learn that until you do the treatment. You know, so it's very important that somebody has a very overall view of doing every aspect of the WDI. Because when you treat, don't do you treat that one area that you find it in or do you treat the whole house? It, you know, it's always left up to the inspector. You know, the our state forms that we use uh, allow you to, to, to do pretty well whatever you want to do. You can recommend treatment on a house that doesn't have activity but has conducive conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can recommend a full treatment on a house that's had previous activity that not having activity now. Yeah. You can do spot treatments or area treatments of those areas. So it's very important that, that and, and I think that's a, a, a huge advantage that I've, I guess I've learned over the years is that, you know, you have a buyer and a seller. They meet up together and they want, the buyer wants to buy that seller's house. You know, so whenever we do these inspections, it's meeting the needs of that buyer and that seller. You know, what's going to get them to closing? And that's what I try to concentrate on is what's going to get them to that their final destination. Because obviously they really want the house. Because they want the house. Right. You know, in some cases, the you know, termites scare them off. But I'll tell you, one out of four homes that we do, we find wood destroying insects. So if you if you if I didn't find activity on that house, <laughs> then more than likely that house is going to have activity on it over the next several years. So right. you know yeah. it, it's you, you, you know so you're, the activities out there Every house, and the one I went on today, the guy asked me, he said, uh, the one before I came to this, I found termites on the house. And he asked me, well, guys, this is a big problem. And I said, well, yes, it is, because I can I can point out six of the houses on this street that I've already treated. Wow. You know, wow. so, it, you know, that history is real important when you get into an area to know, is this an area that's high infestation we've had issues with, or is it an area that, that we hadn't had a lot of issues with? And I know I had a client that you recently helped. And um, I mean, it, it caused, when you came and checked and found some termites, I mean, it, it caused a little bit of panic. It does. In, inside of her. But by the time you left and, and you talked her through it and just helped her, hey, we've got a solution. She was, she was fine. But it does cause a little bit of, you know. It does. And I think people aren't aware that how, how bad the, the problem is, mainly right. in, in, in our area all the way to the coast. So, you know, ideally, and I, and I always tell them, I said, you know, if I didn't find them today, more likely you were going to have them next year or the following year. So eventually it was going to be taken care of. The The good thing about us finding the activity and finding it early, which we may just see it like the one today, just some pinholes in the wall. Yeah. You know, we'll identify that and get it treated. Let's get it under warranty and get it watched. We're a regular homeowner may not ever see those pinholes until it's too late and have major damage. Right. Yeah. One question she mentioned about the critters. I know you kind of, we moved away from that, but if someone has um, field mice coming in from their field, what is a good way to deter that or help with that? You know, the exclusion, you know, and I, and that's a, a big word, but Homes need to have exclusion. And, and when I say that is that, you know, your, your, your cracks need to be sealed. Uh, your weep holes need to have copper mesh in them. You need to make sure the AC lines that go in the house are sealed. Underneath the soffits, you don't want birds and bats and stuff getting underneath your soffits and getting into your attic. So sealing a house up and, and un, not always, and I've seen a lot of new homes, you know, they, that, that don't, 
haven't been sealed up very well. Older homes continue to move, so there's always a new crack or crevice showing up somewhere. So sealing a house up, and that prevents a lot of your general insects problems. And is that something that you do? Can you come out and identify for someone? We can. I do a lot of consulting. Been doing it for a long time. So definitely, I have no problems helping people. And, you know, even people that are getting ready to sell their home. You know, if you have somebody that's getting ready to sell your home and they want to call me and say, Randy, I'd just like to meet with you and kind of walk me through what maybe I need to do to get my house ready to sell. I don't charge for that. Is that better to do that or is it better to... I think it is. I mean, I think that... uh, you know, when, you, when you're getting a home inspected, and whether it's little things like the trees need to be trimmed back, the, the shrubbery needs to be trimmed back, we got some wood rot here. What, the more of that stuff that adds up discourages somebody buying a home. It you know, does. I mean, the more that they, I mean, it may be all little stuff. But if it's 50 little things, by the time they get to the 50th one, it's like, God, I don't know if I want this house. You right. know, so, mm-hmm. so getting a house ready to sell is so important. And, and the good thing about it, I think, like with y'all, y'all know what I look for. Yeah, You've seen much. my reports right. over it. You've seen <laughs> my much. reports over and over, you know. Right. So you're, you're very much aware of a lot of things you're going to be on there. And so you, you can meet with that customer and say, I know if Randy was over here, he'd be writing up your trees and this <laughs> yes. and that. Okay. So let's, you know, it'd be good to get that improved to get it all taken care of before we list the house. Because we don't want any negatives. There's going to be, you know, the home inspectors, we're all going to find something. Always. Very seldom we not have something to write up. And that's it. You know, you figure your AC inspector, your home right. inspector, your pest inspector. So let's limit some of these things. So right. it doesn't seem like we have a five-page report of a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be like done. Like underneath the sinks, that's one. Just yeah. making sure there's no conducive sinks. Well, you want to make sure that those the, the pipes underneath the sink are kind of sealed up too. Mm-hmm. And that kind of prevents a lot of your insects and stuff too. And then on the shrubbery, what is is it? What's how far does the shrubs need to be? You know, usually back? usually we recommend four foot for tree limbs. Uh, wait, four foot for trim tree okay. limbs. So that's going to be tree limbs, crepe myrtles, four foot away from the house. Okay. Your shrubbery usually I'll say about eighteen inches to okay. two foot, ideally. And of course, when you say ideally, that doesn't always happen. But ideally, you would want to be able to walk all the way around the house next to the slab and no foliage touch you. That'd be ideal. You know, uh, but whenever you start to have all this foliage that's touching the house, the ground high, you, 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 you're really asking for insect issues, whether so it be wood-destroying insects. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep it away from the house. You know, yeah. Just keep it away from the house. Yeah, but, you know, all that foliage, even those tree limbs, you're going to mess up your shingles. They'll cause wood rocks. They hold moisture up against the, the house. They mess up your... your uh, uh, window dressings or your your screen windows and all. So there's just a lot of reasons other than just wood destroying insects and insects to keep that stuff trimmed back. And just keeping it maintained, you know, before you get to the point of selling it is important. I think it yeah, is. for a while, yeah. not just right, right. not just it's right a, before. It's a continually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Well, and I, I love how like you mentioned. You are there before they list if you need them. And then, you know, during the process. And then recently uh, with my dad uh, in the pasture, you helped him get rid of those, that underground yeah, hive. He, he so. called me and he couldn't get anybody to come out there where he lived. And, yeah. And because, again, we work those relationships with people. And if they got an issue, you want to help them. If I can send them to somebody else, that's ideal. 
because I'm not doing pest control anymore. So yeah. I try to send them to somebody that can help them. But in his insta- instance, he said, couldn't get anybody out there. He really wanted me to look at it. And, and you, you know, <laughs> I love, and I love solving problems. You know, I love to yeah. identify problems. I love to solve them. And, that, and that's why I think I love the inspection part of the business and the wood destroying insects the most. Yeah, yeah, you had mentioned that, and we appreciate, of course, all that you've done over the past, oh, how long? 30 years? Oh, 35, 37. It's getting up there now. Yeah. It's getting so, up there. I'm so a little you, slow in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> so your favorite part is probably the relationships. That the relationships and solving problems and helping people. I mean, that's what it's all about. It you is. know, It yeah. really is. Well, we appreciate you being here. Well, that wraps it up for now. Next time, we'll be discussing another exciting real estate topic. Thank you for listening. We are very excited for the opportunity to share the real estate process with all of you. If you have more inspection questions or you would like to reach Randy Lee, please give him a call at 979-220-7692. If you have a topic you would like for us to cover, please email us at realtalkaggieland at gmail.com. As always, check out our other podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to like our Facebook page. And when you have a real estate question, give us a call. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Real Talk.